Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Kathan Javeri and John Maloney, the co-CEO and head of client success, respectively, at Bodala, a legal data analytics company. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing well. Hey, thanks for having us on, Ari. Thanks, Ari. We're doing very well today. Of course, it's a privilege. So, Kathan, tell us about your background and the genesis of Bodala. I have a background that spans a couple of different things that ended up coming together at Bodala. One was some early work in the late 90s as an entrepreneur. One of my co-founders and I at Bodala were actually the co-founders of, of one of the first political fundraising tools utilizing the internet, which we ran in the late 90s and sold in 2000. After the dot-com crash, I went back to practicing as a lawyer and as an antitrust lawyer at DOJ and then 10 years at a big New York law firm, Simpson Thatcher. While I was there, like some of my work, didn't like other demands of the profession, it intrigued me as an antitrust lawyer where you were always arguing that markets are very, very efficient, that how inefficient the market of selling legal services was. Economic theory suggests that you know where you have a lot of suppliers and you have hundreds and thousands of law firms, you have sophisticated clients on the other side, like a firm like Simpson Thatcher and other big firms have, that you know there's some sort of pricing discipline. Instead, what I saw is, depending on what client I work for, one of my antitrust matters was either a $3 million bill or a $15 million bill. So when my co-founder and I, Raj, went off after a political startup and, and actually was a politician, was an elected politician, and as he said, he got unelected, we started spending a few years of nights and weekends brainstorming on how to do something with technology and the law. So that's what takes us here today. John Bodal is a legal data analytics company. How are your clients using data analytics? Most of our clients are in-house counsel departments, chief financial officers, and other businesses with an interest in corporate legal. Um, they're using the Bodala platform and our insights to help them get their head around not just how much they're spending, and there's a lot of tools out there to sort of track what you're spending to pay for legal bills, but understand exactly who they're using, what exactly they're spending on, like precisely if it's litigation, what phase of it, what's costing the most, who's doing the work for them. And kind of more bigger picture, it's for them to get more visibility and understanding of what value they're getting from their legal spend. So that's ultimately our, our clients being the you know, senior general counsel, uh, C-suite executives at large corporations, particularly those that have a, a big legal spend. They are the ones that are, are most interested in using our platform to get better visibility into that. Keith, and how does Bodala's technology work? One of the insights we had when we started this was the meta-narrative that has driven the law forever is that the law is a very qualitative thing, that it's relationship-based. I can't give you a price quote because everything is sui generis and different. One of the insights we had and what the technology is built on is the fact that it's not like a little cozy club business. This is a a $500 billion a year market. And it turns out there's a lot of data that's been spewed out of there that's very, very imperfect, but that can help with very, very sophisticated machine learning, data cleansing techniques, 
smart domain expertise where we can take that data and use it in real time, help clients choose counsel. So for a matter that's going to cost over nine figures in legal fees, our client came to us to source and, and, and hire that matter. That was probably one of the 10 biggest legal matters of next year to us being able to take billions of dollars of an insurance company spend and tell them how to optimize their litigation to drive 5% savings next year and to optimize their results. So we do that using taking a whole bunch of data that we get from our clients and that we've also gone and just collected from different places and mined it to create very sophisticated machine learning algorithms, recurrent neural networks that help us do things like break up a matter into what part of this bill represents discovery versus a deposition or a corporate work, due diligence versus a merger contract turn versus the antitrust risk provisions. So we provided algorithms and sort of figuring out what's going on and what's the complexity of the work. And then we also have other algorithms which we've created, which help our clients actually price the work, figure out what the value of the work is, what the best price they can get. John, I see the value of a technology like this in matters that, as Kathan said, have a nine-figure legal bill. How would it work for smaller matters or your more run-of-the-mill legal counsel? On the smaller matters, there's still a lot of value in getting the visibility because often what we see in a lot of our clients is that those smaller matters end up sort of happening on a number of occasions. So the total spend on smaller matters still in the aggregate. It might not be your best company sort of M&A deal or this massive corporate investigation that your company's existence is at risk. These so-called smaller matters tend to happen again and again. So the learning and the insights that we provide, the cost savings opportunities, and the visibility, most importantly, if you're an in-house legal department, can help you understand, should you move the work to a new firm? Should you continue using the same firm, or you know, maybe you, you want to look a little layer deeper on a smaller matter and get a little bit of understanding of what you might do your, on your own, or maybe a different talent level at your outside firm or an LPO might be better positioned. All of that can be serviced, and although a matter might seem small, it's the sum of all those small matters that lead to large bills on an annual and, and multiple-year basis for our clients. Keithan, what's been the reaction of your clients to the results of their application of your technology? All our clients, after they work with us, thanks to the work of John and our engineers and others, they come back to us and literally say, we are the best vendor we've ever worked with. Even the more interesting question is, what's getting the client? What's the appetite out there for this? And you see a wide wide variance in the market that's been very, very quickly changing over the last five years. Raj and I and the team have been in this business where there's still a lot of old school general counsels who, when we talk to them about these trends, they're like, well, I didn't come up that way. I don't think the law is like that. Yesterday, I was at, at another company's holiday party and a litigation partner tells me, yeah, no, I deliver value to my client. I don't think your service is, is necessary. And you know, I say, well, you know, I talk to your clients and all I need to do is convince them. So we find a lot with actually these big companies, our, our sales cycle often is with, and this is literally with, you know, a bunch of Fortune 50 companies where we'll go see them. They'll be like, no, we don't have any interest in this, or we already do this in-house through the legal operations professionals. And almost always a year later, they come back to us and say, actually, we can't do this in-house very well. There's starting to be a lot more pressure on me from the CFO, from the COO, from the board in order to have both have visibility and the certainty of cost optimization. 
and I'm under this pressure now. Can you help me? So it's one of those things. Think of Uber five years ago. Hey, why do I really need an app to call a taxi, which is already on the street, where, you know, in a couple of years, it, it changes very, very quickly. We're on the verge of that over the next three years, where every general counsel, you know, where I'd say still say 50, 60 percent of them don't see this as a major concern for them. In three years, pretty much every company that this will be a key requirement of being a general counsel, which is in addition to keeping the company from risk, doing it in an efficient way with the company's dollars. John, how do you recommend that corporate legal departments take more control over their spending with outside counsel and their vendors? There's a few elements that come into play. One is certainly having a technological solution that will provide easy-to-digest insights. You know, like a lot of companies, the problem they have is, is they are doing their job as in-house counsel, and they are answering legal questions and reducing risks for the company. That's their, their mandate. They obviously want to do so in a cost-effective manner, but they're looking at many of them, sort of a, at least what appears to be, when you go down to the line item level of bills from all your law firms, a mountain of data. So the first thing is having a technological solution that enables them to not just see what's happening. There's a number of tools that can sort of help you just know what's happening and how much but gain actual insights, as in trends, as in how many people are working on a matter, the leverage model of a law firm that's been your go-to, the cost for matters that are in, let's say, environmental versus corporate versus litigation, phases, that all of that, the visibility and the technology enables them to then go forward and say, okay, now that we have visibility for the first real time into the actual key granular aspects of what we want to know, now we can take control with that. With will, there's also a cultural element. You have to have the will internally to say, look, we want to get our arms around this. The first step is being able to measure and see it. And then with our help, often that's part of what my organization does, client success, is we talk to our clients, get a feel for the internal culture. There's sometimes there's just there's go-to, because it's not about firing firms or not using firms that are trusted advisors. It's complementing an established relationship with insights that enable you to make it the most mutually productive, getting value for the spend with those departments. So there's the will and there's the technology and there's the sort of overall comfort with using data and marrying that up with, of course, the qualitative aspects of hiring counsel. Kathan, where do you see the legal industry headed in 2019? In 2019, more and more companies are gonna be under these trends. A typical general counsel, what's happening in a company is now feeling more and more pressure from the procurement department getting involved in their work, the CFO's organization getting in their work. And there's this element where it used to be such that a general counsel could say, hey, leave me alone, stay out of my business, I keep the company out of risk, where that is not a sufficient enough answer anymore. So general counsels are facing that pressure more and more, and you typically find them in companies that are going through regulatory changes, through succession, through leadership changes, where the general counsel is shifting over, so it's easier to put a new mandate on their plates. That's a big additional responsibility that the general counsel needs to figure out the technology for, the people for, the processes for, in addition to what their traditional job being the consigliere, dealing with incoming litigation, dealing with strategic events, etc. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Kathan Javeri and John Maloney, the co-CEO and head of client success respectively at Bodala, a legal data analytics company. Gentlemen, thanks so much. Thank you, Ari. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Ari. 
Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.